to Relationship Matters, a mental health podcast where two relational psychotherapists dive into topics that you actually want to know more about. My name is Jason. And I'm Carling. And we're all about improving connections. And enhancing relationships. Wow, it is the season, isn't it? <laughs> it is, it is. I'm, I'm kind of uh, surprised, though also grateful, on the other hand, that we're at the end of the year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's, with the end of the year, there's a lot of, I don't know about you, Carling, but like there's a lot of self-reflection that tends to naturally happen, right? Where we start to look back on what we've just done and what we've accomplished and all of these things. And I mean, not not to sound braggy because that's not the intention, but there's, there's quite a lot that you and I have done uh, in this past year, like 2021 has been quite a year for both you and I and for RMTC. Oh, uh, we have a lot to brag about, Jason. Um, that will be maybe another <laughs> podcast because we'll need for sure maybe even two episodes. <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> joking, but not joking. Uh, a series. Yeah, right? Yeah, a series. Yeah. Um, yes, I do think it's a time of reflection for some people. It's also a time of like distress and fear, conflict tension right and uh sometimes it's in the middle there too for people mm-hmm. you know um so it's yeah I, I love that there's such a range of experiences um but mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting and what we what i think we should focus on today is just how the covid layer of experience is impacting people these days, including people like you and I. It's not like we're, you know, we're separate from the collective, right? Mm-hmm. That, um, and that COVID, you know, looks differently too, in the sense that we um, now have access to vaccines, which is this time last year we didn't have access to yet. Yeah. Right? So if you're okay with that, I think I think it'd be really cool if we focused on how that might be translating into relationships, like not just intimate, but also family dynamics, mm-hmm. uh, friendship dynamics as the holidays are approaching us. And this is usually time when we spend that we spend with our friends, family, partners, et cetera. Right? Totally. Yeah, no, I, I think it's, it's so uh, spot on and so uh, appropriate to talk about, right? That mm-hmm. you're right. Let's 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 be real. So there's, I'm not going to just talk about one side of the equation, but uh, here's the reality. So for some people, December can be quite lovely. Uh, December and holiday season can be very magical. And you know what? That's really beautiful. Like it's beautiful for it to be mystical and magical and cozy and very hallmark. I mean, I live for that. I mean, let's <laughs> I know be real. I'm sorry. I live for that. I, Y'all, I he's like glowing whole... right now. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much, and that's fair. And at the same time, what I what I realize is what I love most is sort of the the vision, like the idea of and the expectations of. And you know what, to be fair, I, I've also been quite disappointed uh, and quite hurt during this, this time of year, right? Where the, the dream and the hopes and the, the, the anticipation is there and then it's met with reality and it just doesn't translate. So equally, as much as this is a magical time and a warm time and a fun time and a lovely time and whatever else you want to describe this, uh, it's also, it could also be a very painful time. 
for, for a lot of people for various reasons, right? And yeah, it's, it's stressful to work on the hustle and bustle of the holiday season of having to attend to your work and then attend to your family and then attend to your kids uh, regularly. And now you have to attend to uh, Santa and uh, you have to attend to uh, holiday parties, like going here, going there, uh, shopping here, wrapping this, uh, hiding that, etc. That has always been a stressful uh Thing. It's, it's always a stressful time of year. None of this is new. Here's the new angle. So that stays the same. And we're navigating that once again during a global pandemic because this is, mm-hmm. this is going to be around too, right? So here's, here's the landscape where uh, we're still navigating this global pandemic. Um, there's a few differences relative to last year now in that there's more... Uh, availability with the vaccine um, uh, and or vaccines that are uh, there uh, for combating this this pandemic Mm. and uh, I think Christmas and holidays aside not everyone's on the same page with the the status of the vaccine and uh, uh, how to navigate this and we now have to deal with relationships in a much more heightened way so talk about a stressful time once upon a time. Now it's just a little, a lot more uh, divisive, I would say. And that's certainly what's coming up, interestingly, and, and perhaps quite painfully in a lot of the sessions that I've been having with, with some people, that there's division within families that are occurring. Yeah, that, that um, <clears throat> maps out what I've been seeing as well. And that this isn't, you know, this isn't new right away. The, di- the the division is just now we're applying the division at times when we um, might come across it in almost extra ways too. So it might not just be our, you know, me and my partner, but also me and my dad or my grandparents or my children and, you know, the family that we spend Christmas with or that stuff like, you know, there's just even more relational dynamics Uh, typically when we're celebrating uh, rituals like holidays, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, many, many were already experiencing this when that, you know, that password came in and like being able to do certain things and not doing, doing things. And, you know, when one was able to, and one was not how that could bring a lot of conflict. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And so I think, I think, you know, another way to look at this is the polarization that occurs in our relationships. And what I mean by polarization is feeling so separate from one another, feeling so disconnected from one another that it divides us and it's, it makes it more challenging to see that we probably agree more than we disagree on the majority of factors in our life, right? Mm-hmm. Or that it's okay to that it's actually okay to maybe disagree on this one factor for mm. many of us you know with when we're under the influence of polarization it almost can shift the way that we see someone we might have been close to for years if not our whole life are you seeing that like the polarization that's occurring in relationships with your clients too a hundred percent a hundred percent and 
I, I like the word, the, the polarization, because we're talking about day and night at the same time, right? Like two opposite ends of, of a continuum here. And we're not in the middle or on the same page or on the same side of, of this conversation. So yes, I, I've certainly seen that. And um, perhaps like just being real, uh, just talking about this pandemic and I'm not meaning to have this just be a pandemic or a vaccine conversation, or this isn't that at all, but more so just given that this is where we are, let's just face it for a second. It is on a lot of people's minds and it has been for some time, Mm -hmm. right? Where it, it feels as though for some that we're not making as much advancement. So given that not much has changed, what's the point? Like, there's no point. Like, we heard these these Hail Marys uh, on, like, this is what will save us. This is what will save us. This is what will save us. And look at us now. Like, that's not really changing much uh, versus others who don't share that perspective at all, right? Mm-hmm. So having these difference of opinions or the polarization uh, in a particular stance is certainly something that's coming up a lot, um, which, I mean... A lot of interesting questions happen for me as, as a therapist, which like the first one certainly is, what do we do with that? Like, how do we navigate these conversations in the therapy room? Mm-hmm. Um, what are the expectations then for the therapy work? What are we as like, what's our role then as therapists when we're navigating these conversations? Do we, are we intended to side with one over the other? Uh, uh, or are we intended to help the clients themselves navigate these conversations in a different way? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like there, there, a few more things keep coming up. I'm just wondering what's mm-hmm. what, what happening for you uh, right now, Carmen? Yeah, I I think the idea of siding with you know I'm just thinking of the context of a couple who is undergoing a polarization and you know polarizations don't just occur with vaccines but let's say politics religion you name it uh are we gonna hang out with your mom (laughs) right just stuff like right like polarize i feel like the theme is polarization of what we're talking about and what to do with that rather than like this being a pandemic vaccine related or like topic in general right It's, it's more of the dynamic that occurs uh, with factors like this, right? And mm-hmm. um, in among any type of polarization, I often get invited in by clients, uh, which is their polarization, into signing with one. I was like, what yeah. do you think, Carling? Or, you know, giving me their argument then looking to me to agree with them, right? And, you know, this is something that I always consider is this therapeutically valuable is this helpful for their relationship if i in any way side with even verbal like not just verbally but non-verbally with my facial expressions um my body language stuff like that even if i internally do agree with one person over the other i'm not saying that right that doesn't that doesn't make sense for the therapeutic work Because what, for me, my stance on this is what is going to be most helpful to the relationship is stop being so divisive. How do we get you from transitioning this polarization into more of a working together way of being, right? Mm -hmm. When we're in a polarization, we, we, it's like our brains look to the people that we love and care for and cherish as if they're somehow the enemy, right? Mm -hmm. And that 
you know, it's, it's almost shifts the way you see them, like as a whole, not just like, oh, we disagree on something that sucks. Oh, well, it's like, who is my partner? Who is my mom? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And that can, that can bring up a, a lot of questioning of, of the relationship in itself that can really, um, make people feel as if maybe they shouldn't still be together. It, I, I really do think, you know, the polarization coming from like vaccines, even it, like it, it really does break apart some intimate relationships, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Because as, as you're talking, it really reminds me of, here's what sort of, I, I don't know about you, Harley, but what is it that helps us uh, sort of start this type of therapeutic work with people? And for me, one of the key things is to at least remind myself of what my role is and what my intention is. It's, it's, it, yeah, don't get me wrong. Some people totally would just come to me and say like, Jason, tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Yeah, that's easy. I can tell you what to do. That would be hella easy. Like do this, done, whatever the, this ends up being, right? Yeah. Um, at the end of the day though, that's not what my role is. My role isn't to live your life. My role isn't to make decisions that impact your life. Uh, my role is really to consult with you and to create a space with you that you might feel comfortable in and hopefully feel very comfortable over a period of time to go into these uncomfortable places and have these conversations with me that speak to bigger things than pro-vax, anti-vax, bigger things than uh, pro-holidays, anti-holidays, even uh, pro-family, anti-family, whatever, right? These polarized or these these oppositional stances Mm -hmm. on on things, right? So a neat way to at least think of myself is when I'm in that room with people, be a virtual room or, or in, in the flesh, uh, masked up and everything. Because, <laughs> um, you know, we, let's plug PPE. Um, so, yeah, regardless of the environment, the role is very much of myself as, as a process consultant, right? Yeah. And that I'm here to consult with the individual and or the relationship, whatever the relationship ends up being to consult their process, which I've said many a times. I've said that word before many a times on this podcast. I've said it during our Ask Us Anything, which is our live uh, series on Instagram. Uh, And I've said it in the therapy room. So if you're a client of mine, you've definitely heard me mention process, 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 particularly process over content and Mm -hmm. the difference between them, right? So simply put, process just speaks to um, how you do things, aka yeah. uh, your instructions. What are your what's your instruction manual around uh, navigating conversations, navigating interpersonal stuff, navigating whatever? That's your process. So I'm here to consult to speak to understanding what your current process is, mm-hmm. and uh, perhaps shed some light into different ways of doing it, because mm-hmm. you might not be able to shake someone's perspective or influence their their opinion on any particular topic, which would be easy to do. And instead, it might be better worth looking at 
how are you both attempting to influence one another, aka what's your process right now? What are you doing to trying to say, understand me, listen to me, hear me? Because mm-hmm. that's ultimately what you're saying is for whatever it is that your position is on whatever, uh, it's understand me, listen to me, uh, uh, make me feel as if I matter to you. Mm-hmm. And if that's the ask, my question is, to myself anyways, how is that being received, if at all? Yeah. Is it being received? Is it being attended to? Is it being listened to? Is it being disregarded? Um, yes or no. And the more that I come to understand that and see it in the flesh, the more that you're, out, you're, you're able to recognize just how impactful polarization ends up being. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think of how one element of how to attend to polarization is behavioral, which I think we're, we're talking about already here. Mm-hmm. So how do we do this? You know, how do we speak to each other differently? How do we process this differently? Right. And like, I love mm-hmm. that that's a process consultant. I love that way. Um, how you say that that makes sense to me as a therapist, we're process mm-hmm. consultants. We're going to help you shift the way you're talking to each other. Right. We're not going to yeah. tell you who's right and who's wrong. Uh-uh. Right. Sure. You got friends to do that. That's fine. <laughs> it's not, that's it's not what you're hiring <laughs> us for. Right. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And, you know, I think the behavioral side of things is, you know, what do we say? How do we listen to each other? Things like that. But I also think it's important to conceptualize uh, the emotional side of this all too, is why are we feeling so heated about this difference? What is it? What emotions does that bring when my, you know, let's say my partner thinks differently of this topic? Why does that hurt so much? Why does that make me so angry? Is that making me scared? And why? And and I think this is a really key piece here because behavioral interventions absolutely make sense. How to behave differently. Cool, cool, cool. That is a lot more challenging to apply and practice when you're not attending to the emotional side of polarization, okay? Mm -hmm. And because if your emotions, if you're really heated and maybe in, in, you know, uh, even a, a survival response, fight, flight, freeze, that it's almost like you have less control, right? You might feel like less in control of applying the awesome behavior differences you're learning about in therapy, right? Mm-hmm. And and so I wonder, um, Jason, what kind of maybe questions or conversations you have with clients to explore that like that like emotional impact of polarization that they're having? Yeah, it, it, the the questions have are, are very similar to what you've already. Okay. Uh, asked out loud, right? Which is the first task would be for me uh, to assess and, and for me to understand what the process is. What are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. Whoever is, is actually here. Um, uh, once there's a better understanding of, of that as informed by education and training and models <laughs> and all these other things and theories and whatever, once you get, make sense of that, then you know where to go right and i think you had a really great question of what's really contributing to this polarization um or and 
when you're in that polarized position, what uh, what is happening for you? And as you're asking that, you you've answered its contributing factor, right? Which is uh, you've alluded to it anyways by saying, I think you said, um, uh, I, I get really frustrated when dot dot dot. I feel dot dot dot. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So basically, all you're really saying is when you're in this state, emotions, period, are what are there, and yeah, that makes every 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 sense because that's what that's what happens is mm-hmm. our, our our emotional system is what kicks in to help us make sense of things this is another thing i've said on this podcast and on other pl- uh, public platforms previously uh say that three times fast. <laughs> um but uh I, i've said this before where we as human beings are meaning makers we will make meaning out of everything and we make meaning out of anything and everything all of the time. So what informs the meaning is not going to be you thinking about it in a logical, rational, objective way. Like, oh, yes, of course you dislike me because ABC, very logical, very cerebral, blah, blah, blah. Nah, that's not how it works at mm-hmm. all. What's going to attribute to that meaning is going to be emotional. It's always emotional. Whether you're female, whether you're male, whether you're non-binary, if you're alive, if you have brainwaves going, and whether you're breathing, then you're feeling something, period. Yes. Yes. Period. So it's these emotions that inform it. So the whole process consulting is we're consulting on slash uh, highlighting. Here's what you're doing. So some of the behavioral stuff, which, like you said, cute. Mm -hmm. Some of the behavioral stuff. And in the midst of that behavioral stuff, here's, let me highlight the emotions that you're saying, because mm-hmm. it's not at all as, as straightforward as I'm frustrated. Like, why are you frustrated? Mm-hmm. Because it'd be easier if they listened to me. Uh, okay, hang on. So are you frustrated because it's not easy? Or are you frustrated because you're feeling like you're not being heard? Exactly. Yeah. Right? And then what's it like to not be heard by mm-hmm. your partner? Yep. And how painful is it for you to recognize that you're trying to share this very important aspect of who it is that you are, what your opinions are. And yet as you're reaching for this partner and this partner is not reaching back. Jason, you've got such a great therapist voice. I have to say, like, ooh. <laughs> not that you weren't doing it before, but just that, 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 that almost um, vulnerable question, right? And, and the soft mm-hmm. tone you use and just how you, you know, we, we often almost naturally do that as therapists and it models that for our clients too. How do we become softer with each other? Mm-hmm. Right? How do we explore what's really going on in that emotional level that you and I are just talking about here, Jason, right? And how, you know, I love it. This is probably one of my favorite um, experiences as a relational therapist is me being softer, right? Me showing that and inviting the other person, the client to really share the wounds that are being brushed up against or created by polarization, right? Mm-hmm. Like, How does it make you feel? But how does it make you really feel, right? Mm-hmm. That, that means their partner gets to witness that too, right? And the witnessing of 
you know, the, the pain that the other person is feeling rather than the witnessing of criticism, the witnessing of yelling, right? The witnessing of storming out of the room, right? Just how that can so drastically shift our perspective of our, just our partners as a whole. Oh, oh, my partner's actually not a dickhead. My partner's just really scared right now. And so am I. Make sense? Yeah. Totally. Totally. Because mm. again, all I'm really hearing you say is that all of this is an emotionally informed experience. This is an emotionally informed process, which means that we need to approach it emotionally and understanding the emotion. And does this, this makes sense to me in like a, a no kidding type of way, but mm-hmm. does, is emotion always reasonable and logical? No, it's not because it's emotional. So emotional will always be emotional, which is not logical. In fact, spoiler alert, um, there's the emotional component of of yourself and the logical part of yourself are two separate parts of your brain together. So yeah, they're not one and the same. So when emotions are there, might it make sense that your partner is saying because of the fact that you just sighed heavily, that's an indication that you're now exiting the relationship. Does that make logical sense? Of course not. It doesn't. It, it, it's illogical. Yeah. As it, because it should be. It should be illogical because it is emotional. There is something about that that is activating something within the partner that is saying, this is, is something like I, I'm reading into it, not because there's anything wrong with me, but because my emotions are, are capturing something here. And those emotions are informing how I am behaving with you, how I am interacting with you, how I am entering into a process with Mm -hmm. you. It is all emotional, which means emotional problems require emotional solutions. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like what you said. And, and we, we've already been offering some emotional, um, solutions right is you know so what I, I name it kind of becoming softer right to one another mm-hmm. um and I think also conceptualizing the intention when having these discussions as how do we work together on this rather than how do I prove that you're wrong right so really being mm-hmm. mindful yes okay I'm having some big feels here Okay, cool. Have your big feels, but what what is your intention? Like, do you know your intention? And it's kind of, in a way, like bringing in some logic energy when you're having your big feels. And it is taking mm-hmm. a moment, reflect. Okay, what's my intention here? And if you notice your intention because you're feeling heated, is uh, I'm going to prove them wrong. I'm going to get the therapist on my side, right? And you might want to ask yourself, is that going to be helpful for me? Is that going to be helpful for us? Is that going to be helpful for my partner? Or is it kind of, is it kind of drifting me away from my overall desires, what I really, really want here in this experience, right? Yeah. 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 Totally. What, other, what other emotional solutions come to, to your mind, Jason? I think a, a really important one is is to... first recognize and then implement. So the recognition is uh, in, look, I really like to keep things really simple, not because uh, of any other reason than the 
the world in life is really complicated. So why add to that complication? Mm -hmm. Let's just keep things straightforward. Okay. So here's, here's the tea, everybody ready. So when it comes to having a conversation, you can only have one of two. That's it. You can talk about many different things for sure. So you can have a million different uh, conversational topics, but the overall type of conversation is one of two. Okay. So content is endless process is one of two. First one is going to be if one of the two of you, uh, you and your conversational partner are holding on to a very particular perspective or an agenda, and the agenda is I'm right and you're wrong. What you'll do is you will not be listening for, Mm -hmm. or you'll not be listening to the person. You're going to be listening for times that you can come in and prove them wrong, which is very combative energy in that conversation, right? Because you're, you need to prove yourself right because you are right and they are wrong. If you do that, or if the other person does that, only one of you has to, the other, the one who's not holding onto that agenda will adopt it really quickly because you've done that too. Mm-hmm. Right. So if I were to tell you, Carly, I'm right because blah, blah, blah. And then you're so wrong on yada, yada. Chances are that you could, you could say, Oh yeah, Jason, help me understand blah, 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 blah. Which is, you know, very therapist, uh, yeah. calling version of you, right? If I'm feeling a Ravenclaw day. Yeah. If you get me on a, <laughs> if you get me on a slithering day, watch out, Jason. Oh, I know. Cause then the, the other part will be, how the hell am I wrong on that? I'm, I'm really not. You're the one in the wrong here because. Yeah. And then we go back and forth and that's it. Right. Yeah. Tell me how that's not uh, the same structure when it comes to anything being talked about this time of year. Um, uh, we, we always go see your, your family. We never go see mine. Um, uh, I'm being alienated from my family, which is important uh, because of your decisions of not getting vaccinated, for instance, Um, uh, whatever, right? It doesn't matter what it is that you talk about. Even it it could boil down to something as as silly sounding as food, right? You could talk about what, what's the best meal? Is it lasagna or is it, I don't know, steak? And then you're fighting on it, right? On what actually is. Well, yeah. who cares which one actually is? Like, is there even one? Where does it actually take you? Right? Where mm-hmm. I like to take some some people in that conversation is, okay, for argument's sake, let's say that there is one one person that, that is right here. So, Carlin, in, in this argument between you and I, let's say I'm correct and you are incorrect. Period. Yeah, right. Anyways, go on. <laughs> <laughs> So let's just say I'm right in your room. Okay. Now what do I do? Or other way around. Carling, you're right. Jason, you're wrong. So Carling, your move. What do you want to do now? You're right. Now what? It doesn't take us anywhere. Exactly. Celebratory? Cool. Ego boost? Cute. It doesn't really do much. The other type of a conversation is one that we're trying to highlight, which is that emotional solution, which is going to be right or wrong be damned because it really doesn't do anything. And I mean, yeah, it it really doesn't. 
instead, help me understand where you're coming from. I want to embrace curiosity. I have no idea what you're saying. I have no idea why you're saying it. I have no idea why it's important to you or why it's not important to you. I, I don't know. I can assume I can totally assume, and we often do with realizing it, which is why we assume something and then we just say, oh, here's how you fix it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But then you're usually going to be met with, no, that's not what I'm saying, or I didn't ask for you to fix it, or it's mm -hmm. more combativeness. If you can hold on to just being curious, embrace the fact that you know nothing, because yeah. spoiler alert, you know nothing mm -hmm. about the other know. person's perspective. Mm -hmm. You don't. Yep. Then what do you do with the not knowing? Do you want to prove I know everything or do you want to be, are you willing to say, hey, help me understand because I really don't know where you're coming from. Yeah. Help me, help me understand and make sense of why this is important to you. And yeah. holding on to that open mind, that curiosity, that, that curious stance is what would be helpful to apply that emotional solution because it then takes me to here's the application. Mm -hmm you're able to then walk through a conversation in a very particular way. And I've broken this down because uh, again, I am just very much in favor to simplify things to, so that way we can apply it in practice. And one of those things is just having five, uh, five steps in order to deepen our understanding. Um, and as with full disclosure, I don't believe I am borrowing from other people's information with this. Like, I don't think another therapist has this out there. I could be wrong because mm -hmm. I think I, I totally just conceptualize this myself, but I could be wrong too. And that's fine. Anyways, five steps to deepen understanding. If someone else has this trademark, then cute. Anyways, so here's what I, what I go into. When you want to have a conversation and you just want to make sense of it, there's only five things you got to do. Sounds pretty straightforward and simple because it is. It doesn't mean that simple uh, equals effortless. Yeah. So here's what you do. Step one, you want to understand the problem, period. Yeah. yeah. But you want to understand the problem to the satisfaction of the speaker. And here's what this means is that when you're talking with someone, there's two roles that you're playing, right? One of you is going to be speaking. The other one will be listening. Mm -hmm. Those roles have expectations. They have rules. They have things that you should be doing in order to do them effectively. Otherwise, you butt heads. Mm -hmm. So if you are the listener, sorry, if you're the speaker, no, sorry, the listener, I had it right. If you're the listener, uh, then you want to understand the problem yeah. to the satisfaction of the speaker. Someone's telling mm -hmm. you, here's here's my issue. Here's my issue with, here's my issue with you, with this, with that. Yeah. Cool. How you understand to their satisfaction is you need to make sure that you're actively listening. You need yeah. to make sure that you can regurgitate the information back to them in a synthesized way, AKA just summarize it in your own words. Don't say what they just said uh, verbatim. Mm -hmm. This is called paraphrasing, right? So you're going to take in information summarize it, make sense of it in a particular way, and then spit it back out to them, yeah. to the speaker, as the listener. And then the listener will ask, am I following you? Did I get mm -hmm. it right? Uh, uh, is this why? So you're saying to me, Carling, that uh, it's a big, like you're feeling really upset with me because 
yesterday when we were supposed to go out to, uh, uh, and I canceled last minute, it made you feel as though you're not important to me. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Is that why you're feeling upset? Yes. Yes or no, right? Yes. If I get a yes from you, then that means great. I can move on to step two. Anything but a yes is a no. Yeah. Meaning parts of it kind of, well, I think so. Yeah. All of that is a no. If you feel like I got it, you will know in your gut. And then you're Very going true. to tell me with confidence. Oh yeah, Jason, totally. You got it. You nailed it. That's exactly it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that, yeah, that's why I'm pissed at you. Be- yeah. You got it. You, you will know. If you don't know, I think so. Maybe, kind of, uh, parts of it. Yeah. All of it is a no. If you're, I don't mm-hmm. know. Sorry, Carly. So I, I, I must have missed something. So what am I not getting? Sorry, exactly. Carly. I, 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 so I, I'm, not, I'm not fully getting it my, myself then. Um, so why is this really important to you? What does this mean to you? Why is that a big deal? Like, notice, I'm asking you open-ended questions because I'm trying to gather more information. That's yeah. all I'm really doing. It's information gathering. Mm-hmm. So tell me, tell me, tell me. Oh, okay. So I think I got it right. So what you're saying, Carling, is this is what happened and this is what it made you feel and this is what I did and this is why and this is what happened and this is your other emotion and here's the big picture. Is that, mm-hmm. am I getting it now? Yeah. yeah, totally. It's really painful. Great. That's just step one. <laughs> step two, I know, it's straightforward, simple, but the, it doesn't mean effortless. Mm-hmm. So step two, after you've uh, uh, understood the problem to the satisfaction of the speaker. Now as the listener, the listener, you need to empathize and validate. Yeah. Not with the problem, but with the emotion. So, yeah. you know what? That makes sense to me, Carly, that, mm-hmm. that you would be feeling really left out because, um, you've, you've really noticed that there's been other people that have been doing that to you as well. And you thought that I would never be one to do that to you. And here I am sort of adding to that story that, that you can't really count on anyone and, uh, which made you feel really lonely and angry and, and really sad. Mm -hmm. That makes sense to me. Like if, if that Mm -hmm. were me in that position, I think I would be just as furious too. I I would Mm -hmm. be just as angry. I'd, you know, I'd, I'd probably be a little bit scared as well. So that makes sense to me because I'm empathizing with where you're at and I'm validating your emotions right now. Yeah. I understand that. So you understand the problem to the satisfaction of the speaker. You empathize and validate with the emotions. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Right? Yeah. To then go into, okay. So I actually, hang on, let me, because I'm noticing I'm talking a lot so far. So let me just ask you, Carmen, is this making yeah. sense so far? Oh, That's yeah, what? yeah, for sure. Is this your, is this your LUV theory? Kind of sort of, you've nicknamed okay. it that, but yeah, it's, it's part of that. Did you want to take over? Yeah, list? I'll just yeah, listen, understand and validate this. I love this. This, this is Jason made, uh, you know, <laughs> really it's, it's like listening. Yes. Um, but that means really hearing the other person, as you were saying, and understanding, expressing understanding, really getting it, making sure if you're missing something, you're checking in, right? And mm-hmm. um, validating is, is it, it, I mean, what you, we're not even in a conflict, you're not just hearing you validate 
my pretend feelings is like, oh, I feel so close to you right now, Jason. That's so sweet, right? Of just exactly. really yeah. and like like really heightening that, you know, like it's not like, okay, that makes sense to me. It's like just describing how emotionally that would be impacting you too, what what the person is is sharing with you, right? I think that honors mm-hmm. the vulnerability of sharing one's emotional experience and wounds with each other, how you could honor that for with the other person. Mm-hmm. So I'm buying what you're selling, Jason. I'm loving it. <laughs> I'm glad that, that you're buying what, yeah. what I'm selling. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's ultimately that, the listen, understand, and validate, right? Yeah. So we need to understand the problem. We need to empathize and validate with the emotional experience. Uh, we then need to go into, uh, we want to jump right into problem solving, mm-hmm. um, but that's not always the case. Because what if I made a, a, a little oopsie or an uh-oh along the way, right? Mm-hmm. I need to make sure that this relationship is attended to. So I need to make sure that we need to, um, you know, repair, aka apologize if needed. Yeah. So in that that repair, it would be, okay, so here's what you're telling me, Carly, and here's the problem, here's what's happening for you, and here's here's what you're feeling, is that right? Yeah, okay, cool, got it. Uh, thanks for confirming that for me. I'm like, I, I get where you're coming from, I totally understand, like, it sounds like it's a big deal, et cetera, et cetera. And I contributed to that pain for you? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, like, that wasn't my intention at all, but I'm so sorry that it made you feel very lonely. I'm, I'm sorry that it made you feel like you're not important to me. I'm sorry that it made you feel like you don't matter to me. I'm so sorry that, that that's what I did. It wasn't my intention, but that doesn't change the fact that you're still feeling that way. Mm-hmm. So I need to acknowledge to you that I know the hurt that I have caused and that I am letting you know, I'm sorry for that specific hurt. Yeah. Because an I'm sorry is an I'm sorry is an I'm sorry. There's a way to apologize and there's a way to apologize. Mm-hmm. You can just say I'm sorry, leave it at that. Quite honestly, you're half-assing it. Or you or can the, get into it, take accountability. Yeah. yeah. Right? And like, don't do it again, it's, right? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. about taking accountability, recognizing where it is that you're at, to then say, uh, great. So now that we've sort of understood we're on the same page, we've validated, we've empathized, we've repaired now what so mm-hmm. now the follow-up would be if this were to happen again uh if, if this particular thing were to happen again how should we go about doing and navigating that differently yeah. next time exactly what could we be doing differently yeah note like emphasize and notice what could we be doing mm-hmm. differently what mm-hmm. how could we be doing this differently what do we need to do differently because it's us it's you yeah. and i right yeah. If, you, if that's still difficult, then you can stick with you. And here's how you could do it. Carling, if this were to happen again uh, in the future, I think one thing that I can commit to doing differently is this. And one thing I need you to do differently is mm-hmm. this thing. Can you do that for me? If yeah. you say yes, love it, then we swamp. Now it's your turn to do the exact same thing. What's one thing that you can commit to doing differently and mm-hmm. one thing that you need me to commit to do differently? Exactly. So it's not any one of us gets the blame. We, we both are sort of supporting each other. This is part of that emotional solution that we've been talking about, right? You can mm-hmm. argue I'm right, you're wrong. But if you do, there is no space for any of this. There's no space for the understanding, for the curiosity, for the empathy, for the, uh, for the validation. 
There's no space for any type of emotional or relational repair. All there is, is I'm right, you're wrong, and here's the reasons why. And then uh, if you're hurt along the way, then maybe get out of my way next time and you won't be hurt. How about that? Yeah, sorry you feel that way. <laughs> yeah. Right? Well, that, That's what happens. That's what that comes is, up a lot. That is what happens. Um, yeah. I, lo- I love the steps that you're saying. They they make perfect sense to me. They're very amazing. <laughs> right. And, and it's because that this is, this is part of the process consultation that we uh, walk with our clients on, right. Is um, helping clients use this process, use these emotional solutions for polarizations. You know, we talk about, yes, it's simple, but there's effort needed. There's a lot of effing effort we put into trying to get the other person to change, change their opinion. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, are you, are you intentionally using your energy here? Mm. You know, so how do you, you know, how do you, we've presented ways to be more intentional with what kind of effort to be putting forward. Cause either way you're putting that energy out to your decision on where you put it, how you put it out. Right. And to, to add to that too, I think the, how you navigate this is one thing. Let's contextualize it too. If the holidays are a stressful time and that's sort of like a tried and true thing, then we always know that the holidays are going to be a stressful time. Um, if you add on pandemic stress on top of holiday stress, it's just a, a, a shit storm of, of stress during this time of year. Yeah. Um, which basically means if we're not doing anything, if we're not attending to that stress, if we're not taking care of ourselves, if we're not sort of re-energizing ourselves in the midst of having all of our energies being withdrawn as a result of this stress, mm-hmm. then the chances are we're not going to be able to take these steps and actually do anything with it. We're going to botch it all only because I am I'm tired. I have no energy. I that's honestly, Carling, I have no fucks to give. So yes. just stop being dumb about it. And uh, how about that next time? We won't have an issue. Okay? Mm-hmm. Because you're being really, really, really ridiculous right now. Mm-hmm. And that's unhelpful. It's not going to do anything for us. Yeah. At all. Yeah, at all. Right? So maybe cutting ourselves a little slack here and recognizing, yeah, sure, holidays are stressful. Always have been, always will be. Um, so recognize that. And it's doubly stressful now because, you know, we're still in this global mm. pandemic. Yeah. You know? So yeah. let's be kinder to ourselves. Let's have, let's cut ourselves a little slack to, and some wiggle room to, mm-hmm. I don't know, fumble a little bit without saying you fumbled because yeah. and you shouldn't and, and you're terrible for fumbling. No. Mm-hmm. How are you taking care of yourself this entire time? If we need some tips and tricks, we already have a podcast on this, uh, which is, uh, from a few months ago during the fall, yeah. we were talking about wellness and taking care of yourself. And uh, it's it's the episode that talks that in the title is is all about guilt, um, uh, G-U-L-G-U-Y-L-T, mm-hmm. or G-U-Y-L-T, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> get your guilt. life together. Yeah, it's about getting your life together and it's, it's yeah. the self-care and putting things in, in order to re-energize your, your cup and yourself. Yeah. So, yeah, it's stressful. It's shitty. These are difficult. These are effortful things to do. Yeah. Straightforward and understanding. 
but for it for you to do something that's more complex you gotta be recharged for it yes yes i think completely making that uh recharge ways and however makes sense to each person listening to this is really integral and that's going to be a, a good foundation for uh, what's called depolarizing your um, dynamics, your interactions with the people that you care care for and love and um, are going to be spending time with perhaps uh, during this holiday season. Um, so take care of you and also take care of each other uh, in this way and, and really take what we, what we spoke about today. Let that, let that kind of um, marinate as someone in letter Kenny would say, just let that marinate. Okay. And um why not try applying that this holiday season when the stress is extra? Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, as as always, if you want to continue this conversation on social media, you're welcome to follow us or check us out on Instagram uh, and Facebook. On Instagram, our handle is Relationship Matters Therapy. And on Facebook, Relationship Matters Therapy Center is our handle. Okay. And you're also welcome to hop on our website at www.relationshipmatterstherapy.com. And there we have our blogs and we have our podcast episodes. You could check out all of our therapists that work for Relationship Matters Therapy Center. Have fun with it. It's a, it's a cool site. We want to wish you all a depolarized holiday season as best as you can and one full of self-care and really tuning in to all the dimensions of wellness okay and until next time enjoy improving your connections and enhancing your relationships take good care everyone see you next year